Hi everyone, this is Mary Jane. Welcome to Mary Jane French Novice, a show where I talk to people about subjects that they're very passionate about that I know little to nothing about. This week on the show, I talked to Marcelo Perez Rubio about motorcycles. Marcelo is a comic here in Richmond. He runs the show at Wonderland Ballroom, which is shaping up to be one of the best showcases we have here in Richmond. And this conversation is the epitome of the title of the show. Like, I don't think I realized how little I could know about a topic bef- until I talked to Marcelo about motorcycles. And it was definitely very informative for me, and I'm sure will be for other people who don't know the first thing about motorcycles. And yeah, let's just get right down to it. So tell me about motorcycles. Yeah, motorcycles, uh, two wheel doubles. They're so they're awesome. Uh, a lot of people call them uh, still horses for a reason. You know, mm-hmm. like the last of the equestrians kind of gotcha, modern gotcha. age. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. Uh, started off uh, doing motorcycles myself when I was a mechanic. Okay. And so, kind of like everybody in the shop had one. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like, dude could fix it for free why, why not <laughs> so turn it so it turned into a, a craigslist search for myself for a, a 500 dollars bike mm-hmm. to kind of pick up mm-hmm. and find out if i liked it mm-hmm. which is a i think a good way for a lot of people to uh kind of see if they're into motorcycles it's not is buy super cheap gotcha gotcha something you don't mind dropping on the ground Fair. So, like, something that you're not going to feel the need to, like, be overly, like, careful with or, like, treat it like it's fragile, but just be like, okay, if this if this dies on me. Exactly. Especially if, fine. like, you've never done it before. The mm-hmm. best thing to do is uh, is to probably take the, uh, the DMV class. Mm-hmm. That there's a motorcycle safety riding course that you can participate in. And the benefit about that cl- class is you can actually... Uh, you get your driver's license at the end of it, actually. Okay, the motorcycle so you driver's license. Legal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can skip the whole learners, the whole nine. Mm-hmm. You just walk in, don't even know how to turn on a bike. That's what they're there for. Okay, cool. It's cool. a lot of fun. So and it's like a three day thing. So okay. it like starts Friday night by mm-hmm. Sunday midday. You have your license. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I wish I took it first, too, because I, I did three years of riding prior, beforehand, uh-huh. and uh, just trying to figure it out on my own, and the interesting part was that, uh, yeah, you're, you're pretty much you're almost guaranteed to have an accident that way. Mm-hmm. That's actually what ended up happening for me. I actually went over the handlebars once. Oh, damn. How, like, so what was the situation with that? Well, the situation was is that uh, I was uh, a novice okay. in myself <laughs> that... 
I didn't uh, I didn't know how to negotiate turns as well as I do now. That's mm-hmm. for damn sure. And uh, the funny part was is that I guess it was uh, I had a tailgater behind me who was mm-hmm. just making me so nervous. And my turn, like right in front of my neighborhood, was mm-hmm. just like right there. And gotcha. I tried to take it, but I was going too fast for what I normally did at that time. Mm-hmm. Now it would have been But you were like, like too nervous to slow down because you had this person on your ass. Exactly. So gotcha. I thought they were going to hit me anyways mm-hmm. kind of deal. But uh, So instead I took the turn now at what would be considered a normal speed for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> got nervous. Ended up going into the grass like far right. I just didn't lean hard enough. Mm-hmm. And learned the whole idea about throttle. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I didn't exactly fix the bike to, like, working standards before I started riding it. Like, the moment I found that the motor would stay alive, I was like, okay, let's see what this thing is. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So I just started riding the motorcycle, and, uh, yeah, took that turn, went into the grass, panicked, hit both brakes. What I should have done was just coast mm-hmm. and just, you know, avoid the sign mm-hmm. that was in front of me. I avoided the sign, too, but, I, like I said, I hit the brakes, and when you do that in, like, not pavement mm-hmm. the brakes work really well so the bike stopped but my momentum did not yeah so i went over the bars when i but thankfully i'm assuming I was like, you're wearing a helmet yes <laughs> you have to in virginia gotcha gotcha yeah, yeah. In north carolina that could have been optional but not not in the va mm-hmm. no i definitely had to here so mm-hmm. uh yeah i was wearing full face which i was really thankful for because i would have uh, probably had a scar on my chin if i didn't okay because it definitely kind of kiss the pavement a little so full face is the one that does like a full chin strap or full face or... Uh, that's a good point so there's uh there's basically three different ty- four different types okay. of helmets uh first type of helmet uh you call it the half shell or your 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 brain bucket which mm-hmm. is like what you see like all the sons of anarchy type of like gotcha gotcha riders kind of do uh, they offer basically no protection. Mm-hmm. They just meet wall standards. <laughs> they just let you like yeah. hit your knuckles on it and yeah, it's and, like, okay. and, and look mean at someone. Well, they're supposed to be DOT approved or whatnot, but like, I I really would be curious. DOT, to yeah, Department of Transportation oh, standards. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, they kind of they're the ones that look after uh, state inspection and mm-hmm. like the standards of what needs to be for things to pass. I mean, I feel like they stop your you know, the top of your skull from breaking, but they probably don't stop, like, they probably make your neck more likely to break, is There's, what it looks like to me. Sure, but uh, that, that's the thing, the top of your head, that's usually not the spot that gets hit mm-hmm. in a motorcycle accident. Yeah. Usually it's uh, your side, your chin, your uh, your face in general, mm-hmm. really. The back of your cranium, that's the that's the one that if it does get hit, that's what You're will out. kill you pretty much instantly. So mm-hmm. that's what the brain bucket does almost at all but mm-hmm. it, they're, they're the least safe mm-hmm. then you have your next step up is a three quarter helmet mm-hmm. which covers most of your head except the front of your face gotcha that's what you see um, like a lot of people on scooters ride with as well okay yeah I, I, I've got a friend who I think has that sure mm-hmm. they're kind of coming back in style too with like the whole retro vintage mm-hmm. look thing yeah um What's really neat is the the bubble shields that go in front of it. Mm-hmm. So like it gives a kind of like a nineteen seventies kind of feel to it, <laughs> which is pretty cool. So that gives it some face. Yeah, but it's but it's, not... it's, it's, it's plexiglass. Yeah, so it, it's not. It's plastic. Yeah, it's not gonna do. It doesn't have any structure towards your chin or anything. Like yeah, that. it's it's so the more. Likelihood, it might bounce and you might be okay, but that's still. It'll like... protect you from a random tree branch. <laughs> 
Yeah, which is nice. Or bird <laughs> shit, in my, my experience. Gotcha. Or bugs. Yeah. Now, oh, man, I, there was one time I remember I was riding, and then I just got hit by a June bug. Now, mm. June bugs are pretty beefy little bastards. Yeah. And uh, getting hit one of the jugular is pretty impressive. <laughs> fair, fair. Yeah, so it doesn't matter if you're wearing a full face or not. Right in the neck, it was mm-hmm. almost literally like... Kind of makes you wonder if you could breathe when it happened. <laughs> Did you have to pull over? Or was it just like a? I just kept going, and like I just like a friend of mine was riding in front of me. In front of me, he looked in the side view mirror. And he could just tell that I kept rubbing my neck. <laughs> and as soon as we got to a stop, like he's like, "What happened?" And I was like, "Can't breathe." <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I feel like it, I mean. So, do you generally wear full face? Uh, during the night, yes, because I feel like, well. At night, you have more prevalence of being uh, not seen, mm-hmm. which is the biggest issue about mm-hmm. riding motorcycles. So I tend to wear a full face when I go out at night. Um, during the day, I'll probably go three quarter. And that's the right. least I'll go. Mm-hmm. So three quarter with a with a and shield. And what's on. between three quarter and full face? Uh, um, there's a modular. Okay. Yeah, where you can uh, pretty much lift up the chin mm-hmm. to get, give you a three quarter uh, kind of access mm-hmm. and whatnot and then you bring it down for full face gotcha gotcha yeah. gotcha so it's a kind of like a pilot's helmet almost because it kind of like they also have like shades usually built in where you can just drop it down mm-hmm. like it looks so futuristic but it, eventually <laughs> you look pretty dumb to be honest <laughs> definitely lose a little bit of cool factor with a modular I, in my opinion but i feel like it works for safe. a drive-thru it does it, yeah but that's <laughs> not the problem with drive-thrus <laughs> with motorcycles uh Fair. You don't have a basket in front of you, you know, to kind of keep your drink. Why? Well, actually, not? I take that back. I take that back. Some Harleys do have cup holders these days. <laughs> not, I wish that was a joke. Well, That's so why, why why not have a cup holder for a Harley? Because uh, one, Is you need a, it, both hands. Uh huh. In gen- period. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless you got an okay. incredibly stable motorcycle. Okay. But uh, yeah, you're you're when you ride a motorcycle, you're pretty. Involved, mm-hmm. full body wise. Yeah. No texting and driving. <laughs> I've seen it. I've actually seen it though. Yeah. Oh. But I mean, this this kid deserved it, and it was definitely a, a teenager of some sorts that was riding this motorcycle. All you could just see was that. Uh, well, one flip flops. Okay. Like, what were you thinking? And this is just like a motor, not like a scooter. Or... Uh, this was yeah, no, a, cr- a crotch rocket, a sport bike. Okay. So, he was on a sport bike with flip flops. Are those the ones that have little shorts. pedals and a motor, or what is that? I don't know what a sports bike is. A sport bike? Yeah. Um, I don't know any of this shit. <laughs> did you ever watch the movie Biker Boys? No. This might be difficult. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, at because well, GP I, Moto Racing. You ever seen motorcycle racing on TV? Um, I think so. I'm at some point. I, yeah. You know the like. If someone's a real enthusiastic about motorcycles, uh, mm. especially the speed in the sport bikes, whatnot, they're kind of like full leathers. Yeah, okay. Type yeah, of yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they got a weird hump back on their um, jacket because mm. it kind of actually helps create like a an aerodynamic wind tunnel kind of mm. deal. Mm. That's a sport bike. Okay. Gotcha, so. gotcha. I was thinking um, something that I've been seeing around town a little bit lately is people on these like. They're like the frame is like roughly the size of a bicycle, and there are pedals like mm-hmm. like foot pedals, mm-hmm. but they clearly have like a motor assist on it. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, and they just 
Yeah. And yeah. Oh, there's a group out there. There's like 50 of them, actually. <laughs> that meet up right outside of the museum district. Mm-hmm. They keep asking me if, they, if I want to join them. But it's like, I, you see what I ride. So <laughs> like, what are those? Those are mopeds. Those are mopeds? Mopeds. Because it's a motor I, with pedals. Okay. I, yeah. That makes more sense. When I picture a moped, I always... I guess I picture a Vespa when I hear moped. No, those are scooters. And those are scooters. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So, yeah. Bicycle, mm-hmm. which I believe you have one. No, actually, I don't. Uh-huh. Um, I, I just recently rode a bike for the first time in like four years. Like, I've never ridden a bicycle in Richmond before. Okay. Because um, when I first moved here, I was a freshman at VCU, and then... My after that year, I brought like my minivan down. Gotcha. And I've just never ridden. Well, also because my my brother lived in Richmond before I did, and he rode a bike, and he um, rode it into the hood of a truck. Yeah. Um, like like um, the situation was that he was he was riding, and a truck like came out to like see if they could turn, and he hit that. And so um, it's it's not even like that. My parents were like, you can't, but they were just like, don't, <laughs> like, just don't. And, yeah. and I, I didn't feel very strong compulsion Fair enough. to do it anyway, so I was like, I don't see any reason to defy this. Fair enough. And so the first time that I've ridden a bike in the last at least four years, it may have been more years since then, but I've been in Richmond for four years, um, I, it, it was like two or three weeks ago. Um, I did one of the little bike share. Like, I, yeah, I was about I, to say, like the bike share systems now exist. So. I just took one out for like an hour just to be like, let's see how this goes. And like, just riding around like Oregon Hill, I um, had a moment where we were going down just like Laurel, and I, whenever I could tell that a car was coming, I just like tensed up so much, and I was like, oh, I hate this. I hate this so much. <laughs> Just because I, I mean, well, because like I said, I hadn't ridden in like four years and I didn't feel like I had perfect control over it. Sure. And so I um, was just like very tense and I was like, I feel really bad for the person in this car because like, I don't know if I'm going in a very straight line. <laughs> like, Oh, just weeble wobbling all over the place. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, I am near one end and they can get around me, sure. but I, my, my fear was that they would get closer to me that I'm comfortable with and that if I just stayed still I'd be fine but I would get spooked and then wipe out sure it was my fear like like my fear wasn't even that they would cause me to wipe out directly my fear was that my fear would cause me to wipe out <laughs> times that by 10 on a motorcycle sometimes <laughs> I would imagine <laughs> yeah no uh, I, I remember uh, there's actually uh, there's some decent motorcycle routes around Richmond to be mm-hmm. honest, uh, all outside of the city, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the more infamous ones that everybody knows and does is called the Five and Die. Okay. Which means you go down Route 5. Five and Die? Or five and Dime. And Dime. Dime. Ten. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Because you go down Route 5, mm-hmm. you take the ferry over uh-huh. towards, I think, like, past Williamsburg, I think. Okay. And you go over the ferry, and you go back up Route 10. Okay. So that's why it's called the five and die. Okay, I thought it was way more intense. It was called the five and die. Uh, uh mm, no, <laughs> not that bad. It's pretty leisurely, to be honest. Mm. Nothing too, nothing too crazy. Now, if you took Snake Road, 
down in Chesterfield. Now that's that's death road, mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, a lot of people have died on that one. Okay, but there's nothing. Is too that just really windy? Or? Extremely uh, like hairpin turns all over the place. Gotcha, gotcha. So gotcha. a lot of people that just want to get out there and super narrow roads. Mm-hmm. They're not they're not wide by any means. So it's a definitely a catalyst for death. Okay. So people just tend to, you know, they they want to go out there with their their nice motorcycles or, uh, you know, I know a lot of friends that have like rally cross type mm-hmm. uh, cars and they'll they'll try to take those turns and whatnot, you know, these drift kinks, quote unquote, mm-hmm. <laughs> try to go down there and take up more than two lanes and then all of a sudden there's a semi on the other end. And so that's, you know, not a good mixture. Yeah. Yeah. Now, there's one in Tennessee that's also known as that. It's actually called the Tail of the Dragon. Okay. Yeah. And that's a 11-mile stretch that is just, at this point, they finally put up signs where, like, semis do not go through. Because mm-hmm. you literally can't. Eventually, you get stuck most of the time. Okay. And so, they finally kind of put that up there. Uh, but that's always something really cool to check out. <clears throat> and so... Towards the Misties, which have a lot of... Have a pretty good windy roads, and then uh, nearby in uh, what's it called, the Blue Ridge Mountain. Yeah, and taking the Skyline Drive on a motorcycle, it's pretty, pretty chill. So, gotcha, gotcha. And are these like, so these are just intended as just like these are fun routes to do if you just like riding, or is it just? Yeah, yeah, like, it's pretty simple. You can go on the internet and actually just type in like motorcycle routes mm-hmm. in whatever state you're in. There's going to be a website or a forum or someone's posted something about like, you know, hey, if you start from here or any point on this road and you go mm-hmm. around this area, that's about like a... It's like hiking, but yeah, with a motor between your legs. Exactly. <laughs> so much better. It's like hiking with a Hitachi Magic Wand. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Depending on the type of bike you got, that could be... Yeah. It's like hiking with better fashion. There you go. <laughs> hiking without actually hiking. Yes. And like, you get to have a nice leather jacket. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. You could. So many bells and whistles can happen <laughs> at that point. Be true. All sorts of fringe can be going on. It's usually the deal. Yeah, depending on uh, the type of biker you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which is uh, interesting enough, you know. A lot of people like talk about like whether or not they enjoy riding with or without you know, people like, you know, surround, like in a group or mm-hmm. they ride solo. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I'm mostly ride solo, but, uh, I will ride with a group. There's mm-hmm. a few groups around Richmond that I wanted to mention that I think are pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, for anyone that actually like, you know, is into motorcycles and actually wants to learn how to work on them, and, you know, kind of like find a sense of community around that. Mm-hmm. There's a, a place called engine and frame. Okay. It's a nice. It's a community motorcycle garage. Okay. So that means that you can actually bring in your bike and put it on a lift yourself and work on it. Then they you for a nominal fee. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. And then for much cheaper than it would cost to have someone else work on it. That is true. And if it gets down to the point, which usually it does, that you need help, mm-hmm. there's a there's a master mechanic there to, that that'll help you out. And you know the really cool things is that they have a lot of different events that they uh they put out throughout the month and whatnot. Uh, you usually always do like some type of uh, meetup. Usually, uh, everybody loves tacos, so it's usually like on a Thursday or something like that. <laughs> go grab, go grab some food, just hang out. Mm-hmm. Just you know, during the winter we do that at the shop because it's finally you know cool enough to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. During, you know, 
Virginia Summers. Boy, do they rock. <laughs> but like on on the 4th, 4th of October, we're actually going to be doing a, uh, a motorcycle swap meet. Mm-hmm. So that's like where a bunch of uh, guys are, especially like if you're into the whole modification, mm-hmm. doing anything about like, you know, changing up your bike, uh, if you're into choppers, things of that nature. What are those? Choppers? Yeah. So that's a, a cruiser, which we haven't talked about. Okay. So a cruiser, uh, so uh, maybe we should talk about that. So the, like three or four different types of motorcycles that there are. Mm-hmm. Uh, a street bike um, kind of deal is more of a, kind of like a cruise, well, all of them are street, to be honest. <laughs> Unless you get a dual sport, which that's where you can actually take, uh, depending on your type of tires too that you put on that bike, mm-hmm. it's definitely built almost like a, a cross between a dirt bike and a motorcycle. Yeah, at what so, point does it become a motocross bike? <laughs> Uh, when it goes two-stroke, pretty much. Okay. That's when they get badass. Of course, there's four-stroke uh, bikes. Really, there's no difference. <laughs> Just, what what are you willing to do? <laughs> and suspension. Suspension will help a lot. I was about to say, I feel like whenever I've seen any video of motocross bikes, the, the bike itself bends a lot. Yeah. <laughs> More you, than well, I've ever want, seen a motorcycle bend. You want a lot of travel. You want yeah. a lot of travel in those shocks, mm-hmm. for sure. But, uh... Yeah, no, it's pretty much your tires are going to depend on what type of uh, terrain you're going to be riding on. Mm-hmm. And so uh, street bikes, you know, obviously for the street, they can go either from like sport to cruiser mm-hmm. or touring, mm-hmm. which are like the three main types. Mm-hmm. So a cruiser is, you know, you know, you've seen my motorcycle, I think, mm-hmm. and that's a cruiser okay. for the most part. Now it's a what some people would call a modern bobber, okay, which pr- pretty much means. Uh, Mid controls, which is where you will find the controls instead. And I'm assuming your current motorcycle is not the $500 motorcycle that you started. No, with no, 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 no. I I took that motorcycle, fixed it up, uh, rode it for about three or four years, and then I uh, I sold it. Okay. For like a grand, which was awesome. Because you only spent like 500 on it. Exactly. Nice. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I spent only 500 on it initially. Then I had that crash. I spent like six hundred dollars. <laughs> Yeah. Fixing it back up to a... You but know. you also got, like, three years of use out of it. Yeah, And it's yeah. how you learn how to work on motorcycles. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, so, like, you got a lot out of it. I did, I did. It was my, it was my first love. <laughs> it really was. And, um... So, uh... It, yeah. I sold that bike, and then I used the money for that to put a down payment for my graduation present, which is my motorcycle now. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And so, um... So you've got cruisers... Mm-hmm. And the next step up would be um, in, in that line would be like a touring bike. Okay. Which pretty much means, uh, you know, going long distances. Exactly. Okay. You, you see them with saddlebags. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they look very comfortable, mm-hmm. usually very large bikes, mm-hmm. large fairings, windshields to kind of help, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, the seats are so thick and cushiony. It's amazing. <laughs> so like my motorcycle, I could probably ride it for about 150 miles mm-hmm. before I eventually, I just have to take like a, a 20 minute break and like start stretching again and trying to hope I feel my legs again. Yeah. Kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And that's always something that I'm trying to do is finding a way to add more cushion without adding more cushion mm-hmm. kind of deal. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. and then of course you got your, your, your sport bikes, your, your street bikes as well for that. And they're, your, uh, like your Hayabusa's, your Jixers, your CBR 100s, mm-hmm. 600s, thousands. You know, they range in different sizes of motor, usually. Mm-hmm. So when you talk to someone, it's like that you have a particular type of bike, you know, most of the questions are often asked, 
So what size motor do you got? Mm-hmm. And that will kind of tell you whether or not you're about to die or if you're just like doing it for fun mm-hmm. kind of deal. <laughs> I feel like anybody who gets like a thousand, uh, a thousand cc's, mm-hmm. which is usually, uh, when, you know, that's a really nice expensive coffin in my yeah. opinion. <laughs> just because it, um, like... Just because it's way faster than any human being should be going? Or... Well, you can go 120 miles in first gear. Oh, okay. There's, gotcha. There's four more gears. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's just someone like with an actual death wish. Exactly. And that's like the, the bad stigma that a lot of street like people that ride sport bikes get mm-hmm. is, the, you know, uh, you call them squids. You I know? feel like that's someone who watched too much Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> well, they're trying to emulate Sonic the Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go fast exactly you gotta get those rings <laughs> the rings are of course the handcuffs that go around your wrist <laughs> and um do you have any like particular preference in terms of like make of motorcycle like like <clears throat> brand uh Japanese motorcycles tend to not break down which is awesome okay which saying that of course in America is kind of like blasphemy <laughs> It should be a Harley or something like that, but but uh, they tend not to break down, and that seems very practical to me. Well, it, if there's a rule with uh, Harley riders that if you break down, you got thirty minutes where they leave you to fix your bike to get back on the road. Uh huh. Technically, that doesn't exist with you know Jap bikes in yeah. general. They'll they'll stay on the road for a long time, mm-hmm. and just so like if you're into tinkering and like trying to maintain your bike at all times and wondering. Why the hell is the welding coming apart? Buy a Harley. <laughs> Those are a lot of fun. You spend a lot of time in the shop than you do on the road sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that's what Engine and Frame is there for. Mm-hmm. They're, uh, they're, they're pretty cool guys. Like The guy who started that up, Corey Manning, he actually is a, he's a Harley master mechanic. And he tried to talk to him about having a preference for Japanese motorcycles. And <laughs> uh, sometimes it gets into like... Well, it's not even a heated debate, but there's an exchange of words, definitely. Okay. He's for or against Japanese motorcycles? Oh, definitely against. Okay. Definitely okay. against. He does not understand the design of the Japanese, <laughs> by any means. If you want to, if you want to, you want him to have a good day, go ahead and bring in like a CB650 from the uh, early 80s. Okay. He'll, he'll be more than happy to help you out. <laughs> Hope you're listening, Corey. <laughs> No, but uh, he's actually, he's very well-knowledged in uh, Harleys in general. So he's actually in the middle of uh, building a bike, which has been a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. So, like, I usually will come by the shop and and just kind of goof around with, uh, see what he's doing with his bike and try to see if there's maybe something I can do about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Being a machinist and whatnot, sometimes Mm -hmm. uh, that comes in handy. Or just, uh, just, you know, shooting the shit. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a couch there. We can just hang out. There. It's really cool. It's a it's a really interesting uh, area because it's a uh, Shaco Valley manufacturing. Mm-hmm. So it's a building with uh, a lot of different artisans, a lot of different people that are doing different things. Mm-hmm. There's a <clears throat> there's like a blacksmith shop right next to uh, to the shop that you know you can go in for engine and frame. There's people that are carpenters that are in there. So it's like an amalgamation of just like a lot of small business owners that are just mm-hmm. you know working on, but like in this one building. Yeah. Which is really cool, and they all can, you know, they usually end up helping each other out, and it's pretty neat. That's really fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. And one of the other really cool things is that, like, with Engine and Frame, you actually get to uh, 
to learn a lot about motorcycles. And for example, on the 8th of October, they're actually doing a um, class. Oh, right? Yeah, you can take classes uh, with uh, engine and frame. Kind of like, you know, motors, what they do. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, so you get to learn about what the, what four cycles actually means, how do how does the principle of mm-hmm. why do you need gas, why 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 does a carburetor exist? Mm-hmm. That was a fun class that I took actually with them. Like I've never in the six seven years that I've been a mechanic now or a machinist, uh, I've never understood the principles of a carburetor. Mm-hmm. I know where the fuel goes in. I know that it gets mixed in. You know how to serve air fuel it. mixture. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I knew how to kind of service it, but mm-hmm. I never understood the principle of how it worked. Mm-hmm. And even to the class, it's like air and fuel comes in, black magic happens, and, <laughs> and it works. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's the general gist of the class. He said that in the first five minutes. It was like, you can leave if you want. That's usually how it goes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you want to actually understand more details here about chatting, here's about, you know, the points, mm-hmm. things of that nature. Uh, so that was really interesting. Not just so, how it works, but why it works. Exactly. And, and different types of carburetors that are out there, mm-hmm. which I didn't know. I was like, I thought a carburetor was a carburetor. Not true. People had different opinions of how Black Magic does things. <laughs> and so like on October 8th, they're doing a, like an electrical class. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't let the smoke out. <laughs> which is a good term because pretty much you fried some electronics or something like that. Mm-hmm. And understanding, you know, what's power, what's ground. Mm-hmm. continuity checks being able to understand how to use a multimeter mm-hmm. like, you know the electronic measurement device so it's a uh, it's definitely something worth checking out if you're into it um class is pretty affordable mm-hmm. it's pretty neat yeah and uh we just recently actually got done doing a charity ride mm-hmm. which is something that we do often uh so uh what was it called heroes run Oh, yeah. Heroes Run, which uh, they just had their fourth, which was a lot of fun. We meet up at Hardywood Park. Mm-hmm. We go out for like a 60-mile ride. Uh, the biggest ride that they did was last year, which was around over 200 bikes, mm-hmm. which is pretty neat because you get to stop traffic when you're, <laughs> when you're not supposed to. Yeah. So it just you feel like a badass. <laughs> and so how is it just like everyone, like you pay to do the ride and then, or what is No, you just show up and ride. Okay, cool. Just don't be a dick. So how does it raise money for charity? Well, afterwards, we come back to Hardywood Park and mm-hmm. we drink a lot. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha, <laughs> and, gotcha. And usually there's a, there's a bike builder there, mm-hmm. um, Jesse, who uh, puts up a bike to, uh, to raffle. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're trying to get the new bike that is being made that, that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last one was really cool. I really liked it, actually. Uh, Especially with the risers it had, which are, <laughs> uh, you know, the egg painters type mm-hmm. deal um, that it creates. So uh, it was a really nice bike. Uh, and it's for uh, Connor's Heroes, which is a charity that specifically helps uh, children with mm-hmm. cancer okay. and their families and supporting them and also going towards cancer research, mm-hmm. things of that nature here in the Richmond local area. Nice. So it's, yeah, no. We might look like burly, angry dudes, but we do pretty good causes. <laughs> like, uh, there's the teddy bear run that they do every uh, fall. Mm-hmm. That st- usually starts off at a, at a Harley dealership down in Colonial Heights, a little mm-hmm. south of Richmond. And everybody has a teddy bear on their motorcycle. And they take it up to the Children's <laughs> Hospital of Richmond mm-hmm. and drop it off. And so that's pretty, it's usually pretty funny. If you kind of think, you know, your typical biker, you know, with a huge beard gut, mm-hmm. just the white beard and just like, 
Saying on this day off, I guess. <laughs> So that's Marcelo, everyone. That was a, obviously a very informative conversation for me. I didn't know the acronym for the Department of Transportation. I didn't know that there were specific routes that motorcycle people, that bikers would take. I didn't, couldn't think of the word bikers just now. Um, it was a real fun conversation for me, and I always love talking to Marcelo. He's always good company, and you can catch Marcelo at the Wonderland Ballroom. He'll be hosting. The, show, like the Comedy at Wonderland show, uh, Keith Marcel, will be headlining. That is October 21st this month. That show happens every month. Marcelo is always hosting. He runs the shit out of that show. He is one of my favorite producers in Richmond because of the work that he puts in to putting his show together. It's a great show. Definitely go check it. It's a free show, so definitely go check it out. As always, our theme song is written and recorded by Sawyer Camden. You can find more of his music at padfoot.bandcamp.com and warringtonva.bandcamp.com. As always, I'm Mary Jane French. I will. I actually have some shows coming up, out-of-town shows. Uh, I'll be in Baltimore on October 6th, this upcoming Friday. Uh, I'll, you can check my website, maryjanefrench.com, for details. And on there, you'll also see the details for this Sunday, I'll be in Newport News at Kazi's doing uh, the Sweatless show there, where it's improvised stand-up. So you can find my comings and goings at maryjanefrench.com at the shows tab. Uh, we've also got tabs for a bunch of other stuff on that website. And then for the, if you like this show, please subscribe to us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, tell your friends about us. And if you have a topic that you would like to talk to me about, please pitch us. You can email a pitch to me at mjfnovicepod at gmail.com. That is mjfnovicepod at gmail.com. Send me a pitch. Tell me a topic you want to talk about. It can be anything. And if you're in Richmond or nearby, we can sit down and have a conversation. And if you're not, if you're somewhere else in this big wide world of ours, we can do a remote conversation and I'll record it and it will be a great time just whatever gets you excited whatever gets you jazzed I want to talk to you about it and it'll be a good time and so yeah that's our show for this week to close us out here's a clip of Marcelo performing at Kazi's Comedy Club in Newport News speaking to translating I did a lot of that for my mom when I was a little kid and the thing about my mom is that for over 20 years that she's now been in the states she still doesn't speak very good English but she can tell you everything that's going on in Game of Thrones. Ese chiquito Lannister, que cabrón. Juan Yere, como está vivo? Jon Snow. They gotta be faking it at this point. Even my dad's still trying to get away with at restaurants, and I'll have a side of the vegetables. Uh, but yeah, no, Tony was talking about having issues with his mom, mother's love, it's nothing like it, right? Right. Yeah, except I think you can go by a different name called Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> I'll explain. <laughs> so, my mother preferred the spatula as her disciplinary tool of choice. You know, readily available and a lot less wind resistant. <laughs> and uh, I was a 90s kid growing up, so that meant I watched a lot of karate movies, like The Three Ninjas. <laughs> Which, by the way, that's definitely just California's version of Home Alone. 
just two stoner guys trying to figure out how to kidnap three white kids that somehow are related to an Asian guy that they look nothing alike. But anyways, I think it was like end of watching this movie and I can just hear from this, the kitchen my mom just yell out, Marcelo! Oh boy. So she came for the swing, but I used that new karate chop that Tom Tom taught me and I broke the spatula. It was a freaking miracle. Even my brothers were like, how did he do it? At that point, my mom looked at me and said, you're not my first child. Goes <laughs> back into the kitchen, grabs another one. But that's when I should have just taken it, guys. Man, did I fuck up. <laughs> Instead, with full gusto, I went for the swing again when she did, and I broke it. At that point, my mom just softly said, enough messing around. Comes back with the cutting board. <laughs> Guys, that's a true story. That really did hurt. And when I asked her, like, years later, after, you know, things calmed down, like, what did I do wrong, honestly? And she, just in a blanket statement, was like, there's no, no punishment I ever wanted to give any of my children, but that one you definitely deserved.